0: You are listening to the Ingenious Podcast, where God's Word is shared to build undisputed champions and mighty redeemers. This message is brought to you by the Ingenious Network. Enjoy the message. So, without wasting much time, let's open our Bibles to the book of Genesis. Now, I know that when, it, when we talk about the temple and the new creation, sometimes it feels stretched, if I should put it in that way, that we are starting from Genesis. But I'm, I'm reading Genesis. When we talk about the new creation, we have to understand that the story of the Bible, you see, the, for the year is about the temple and how it represents the restorations of God. Now, the story of the Bible is the story of the new creation now since the fall of adam the agenda of god has always been the new creation now a lot of us i don't know if we have thought about it but when we start genesis chapter 1 verses 1 and 2 it paints a very interesting picture for us it paints the picture of chaos anarchy Destruction, darkness. So he says that in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form, the earth was void, darkness was over the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the water. So you realize that in the book of Genesis, we are introduced to the idea of a new creation. Because remember, he says that when God created the heavens and the earth, the earth was without form. It means that there was no shape, there was no direction, there was nothing. There was nowhere to describe how the earth and the heavens were. It was void, empty. That's that's literally what it means. It was empty. But in its emptiness, the Spirit of God began to hold over the face of the waters and the next thing we hear is and god said we are talking about the new creation and today i'm I'm just going to try and do an introduction and so it's going to be very very simple so that we can digest it because i really need us to understand this so that as we are we are asking god for restoration we know actually what kind of restoration we are asking from him so we see here in Genesis 1 that God starts or introduces us to the creation story with the ideology or the concept of a new creation because remember in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth it means that what was first created was already there However, what was going to come after was going to be an introduction to the creation. He was going to bring shape. He was going to bring a form. He was going to fill the void. He was going to deal with the darkness. So we see the idea of the new creation communicated to us from this book of Genesis. Now let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Now 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 is a very popular test that we all know. We quote it, we confess it, we profess it, we pray it. But the question is, do we experience it? He is saying that if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Now, this is what I will try to just talk about for today. How Jesus is the one that brings, now remember in the beginning, there was what? There, there was no form. So Jesus is the one that brings the form. There was voidness. There was emptiness. Jesus is the one that brings to fill the emptiness. And there was darkness. And Jesus is the one that comes to deal with darkness. So we are being told in 2 Corinthians 5.17 that if anyone is in this Christ, who is the author of the new creation, everything that is associated with this person, that is his old self, is gone. And the new has come. The new has come now when we look at what this test means you're going to realize that now a new creation is as we know is the word kyanos right is the word kyanos kyanos is spelled k-i-n-o-s kyanos what kyanos means is something that has been recently made right it also means a new species a new species uh, it also means something that has been made better, or something of higher excellence. And I'm going to take it again. The new creation in the Greek is the word kainos. Now, kainos means something that has been recently made. That is something new, made fresh. Mm-hmm. It also means a new species, new species. Like we have animal species, monkeys, dogs, um, worms. These are all species. When you go into the kingdom, Amelia, you're going to find different classes. You're going to find different classes in the kingdom. But they are species. But we are saying that this cayenus is a new species. It's something that has been recently made. He's freshly made. Not only that, he's he's something that has been made of higher excellence. It speaks of the idea of renovation. Renovation. So we have to understand what the new creation is renovation. Now, when God created the earth as we see in genesis chapter one and he begins to introduce the new creation he introduced light he introduced the waters and the land he introduced the trees the birds the fishes he introduces all these new things they are new creation introduced to the one that was initially dark void and formless the Bible says that when he had finished doing all these things, God rested on the seventh day, right, on the seventh day. Um, I, I I think one of the things I did for this particular um, session is time will not permit me to speak about the Sabbath, but the purpose of the new creation is also the purpose of the Sabbath. Mm. And with time, we are going to make all the connections the purpose of the new creation is the purpose of the sabbath when you understand the new creation you understand the sabbath and when you understand the sabbath you have to understand necessarily the new creation so when god made these things he made it to introduce it to a world that was without form without light that was dark, that was empty and everything he said when he started, you see, and everything in the new creation, when you read the Genesis 1 account, right, everything was good. Everything was good. And you realize that one of the things it says that, remember, new creation means new species. So when you read Genesis 1 verse 11, for instance, Genesis 1 11, for instance, you are going to realize that it says that the earth burgeoned with vegetation, uh, plants yielded seed, fruits, trees bearing fruits which is of their seed each according to its kind you see so you read in the new creation everything is made according to its kind everything in the new creation is made according to its kind it is very important that we remember this now when god had made all these things right he saw that there was something that was missing something that was missing and what was missing was something that was a being that could manage the new creation the the first adam the first adam and so god sought to create an adam and this adam was going to be an adam in his species in the class of god in the likeness of god so we read in genesis chapter 1 verse 26 right when we start from verse 25 It actually says that God made the beasts of the earth according to their kind. And God made um, the livestock according to their kind. And God made everything that creeps on the earth according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. But then it came to verse 26. And it says that then God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish over the, of the sea, over the birds, over the livestock, and over the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Now, what was God seeking to do? After God had introduced the new creation into the old creation that was dark, void, and and, and formless, he realized that he, he needed someone that had a quality to manage the new creation. And this person or this species that he was going to create was going to be called the Adam, the Adam. And so God made the Adam. The purpose of the Adam was to manage creation, the new creation, to bring what? Form, to bring to fill it right remember he says that fill the earth the command of the adam was that fill the earth fill the earth so he was supposed to deal with the issue of the emptiness the void fill the void fill it with yourself now the the self of the adam we have to understand is the self of the creator now because he said that let us make this adam in our image in our likeness so this adam that was going to fill the earth was going to take after the species called the god kind of man the god kind of man so this species was going to be the god kind so when we read this and we understand the test then i believe it is some 82 verse that says i said you are gods you are sons of the most high all of you all of you all of you all of you so the adam was created as the son of god so a lot of people i don't know if a lot of people have read it but um in the genealogy it says adam the son of god adam the son of god that is in luke chapter 3 verse 33. luke chapter 3 verse 33. let's um see and in in luke chapter 3 you realize that the writer is doing a genealogy. And in this genealogy, Luke 338, Luke 338, he talked about Enos, who was the son of Seth. Seth is the son of Adam, and Adam is the son of God. So remember, in the beginning, there was creation. That's what Genesis chapter 1, verse 1 tells us. Creation existed. God created the heavens and the earth. But this creation did not have a shape it did not have a form it was empty and stuck it had three things that were missing it was formless it was empty or it was void and it was stuck then god introduced the new creation and in the new creation you realize that god created everything after its kind and when we read Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, in explaining what the new creation is, because he says that if anyone be in Christ, is a new creation. Yes, this new creation means the kyanos, and the kyanos means um, something that has been freshly made, uh, something that is of higher excellence, and, and, and something that is made for a new species. And so in understanding the new species, you realize that when God created the new creation, he created things that were not like him. So he introduced a creation like him called the Adam. This Adam was created in the image and the likeness of God. And this, remember that the image and the likeness of God is what we will classify as the species the God kind species the God kind species as we see from the test um, we can see it from Luke t- um, three thirty eight that Adam was referred to as the son of God so it means that this Adam who was supposed to be a manager of the new creation and remember this Adam his purpose was simple the purpose of Adam was one to deal with the issue of the first creation in the first creation there was darkness so that this adam was supposed to help deal with the issue of light uh he was supposed to propagate the message of light um the, the second thing was that he was supposed to feel the earth because the earth was void it was empty then the third thing is that he was supposed to give the earth a shape you know bring some kind of architecture a, a, a mood a beauty it was that was his job and so when you understand that the new creation is a creation in species you see it's a creation in species but for man you see everything the animals the trees the birds everything was made after its kind but the nature of man is that is supposed to be the nature of god the image of man is supposed to be the image of god The likeness of man is supposed to be the likeness of God. What does it mean? It means that when God created the territory called the earth, and he introduced man, the manager of this new creation, into that realm, what he was expecting was to see something of himself. Just as he was doing in heaven, he wanted to see a government of such in the earth it was a government the adam was supposed to start a government in the earth because god is the creator of the universe and so this adam was supposed to be a manager of creation he was supposed to do the work of now this new creation because it has been molded in god it was supposed to function like god and so one of the things we see about this adam right we go to um now, remember, when in Genesis 1 verse 3, God said, let there be light. When God saw the, the darkness, the void, whatever God said, it became, right? God said, let there be light. There was light. God said that uh, let the waters be gathered to one place. The, the waters gathered. Uh, God said, uh, let there be separation between the waters of the heavens and the waters of the earth. There was a separation, right? storing your attention to the species called Adam, right? The species called Adam. Now, when we go to um, Genesis chapter 2, right, you realize that the Bible says that God brought the animals to Adam to name them. And we read that whatsoever he called them, that was their name. Whatsoever he called them, that was their name. And we see in the functioning of this, adam we see the functioning of god now remember adam named every species whether they are trees whether they are animals whether they are birds whether they are fishes now if adam could not function like god you realize that it would be literally impossible for him to accomplish the task of managing the earth his ability to rule was his ability to let the creation know that it was subject to him how do we make something know that it is subject to us we create it and we give it a name when you give something a name a literally in i'm not talking about discovery i'm talking about invention pay attention to what i'm saying i'm not talking about discovery like you see somebody can discover that there is a star in the heaven and because they don't know the name of the star they can call it um lion star candle star dr men star because why dr men's discovered it when we put your name to it, you don't have you, you are not a master of that creation you only discovered it but when you invent something right when you invent something you have what we call a patent they give you a patent what the patent means is that you are the brain behind the creation it means that the thing does exactly what you intended for it to do you are the one that thought about the buttons the the colors its functions its use and whatsoever you said it is that is what the invention became so the invention Whoever makes a thing is a master of the thing thereof. So God, in creating and making man- a manager, wanted man to function as the master of the things created. And so he brought it to the man, Adam, and said that, exert your influence over it. How are you going to exert your influence over it? Give it a name. And so, whatsoever Adam called it, that was the name. thereof. This Adam was also created in a special way. You see, <clears throat> all the things that God created, he spoke them. He spoke them. He spoke them. He spoke the, the light into existence. He spoke the trees into existence. He spoke the waters into existence. He spoke the the separation of the firmament of the heavens. He spoke it into existence. He spoke the fish into existence. But when it came to the Adam of God, the species of the God kind, God did not speak it into existence. God crafted it. Man, the Adam was crafted. How do I mean? We see it in Genesis chapter 2. Now remember, uh, Bible scholars believe that there are two um, creation accounts in the book of Genesis.? Right? So we have the creation accounts in Genesis chapter one, and we have the creation accounts in Genesis chapter two. And in the, in the creation accounts in Genesis chapter two, we are told that God formed man from the dust of the earth. Right? He formed man from the dust of the earth. He molded him, He corrupted him. whilst all other creation were spoken into being. This Adam was crafted. Now, I'm using the word crafted intentionally because of what Ephesians chapter 2 and right? In Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10, now now remember also, in, in this new creation, right? Everything else that God created, God did not put his breath into it god did not put his breath into the light god did not put his breath into the trees god did not put his breath into the animals but when he came to the adam god put his breath into it he breathed into him and man the bible says became a living creature other versions will say a living soul the purpose of the soul is to be able to capture the emotions of god see God is, is a being that is hard to explain. In fact, um, Apostle Paul in his third heaven encounter said that he saw things that were not lawful for men to talk about. Um, I believe is William McDowell that sang a song that said, how can I describe a God that is indescribable? Right? How can I explain a God that is unexplainable? So when God breathed into Adam, God gave Adam his nature, his soul. So that if we wanted to see if the creation in interacting with with Adam, they were able to know what God thinks. They will be able to know what God feels. They will be able to know uh, expressions of God. People think that God is emotionless, but no. The very creation of Adam tells us that God is an emotional being. God has emotions. And when he created the new world, the new world could not interact with him. So he gave the new world a representative that could express his position, his stance, his opinion, his ideas on situation. Now let me come back to Adam being intentionally crafted. Now, when we look at the word in Ephesians 2, 10, it says that we who are in Christ. Now, remember 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Let it always be in your heart that if you are in Christ, you are a new creation. Ephesians 2, verse 10 also is talking about those of us who are in Christ. And he's telling us that we who are in Christ, we are his workmanship. Now, the workmanship literally means poem, poem, as in P-O-E-M, poem poema is the greek word now when you look at the translation of poema in the olden times it means a masterpiece and when we say a masterpiece the masterpiece is the best of the craftsman so we can say Michelangelo's masterpiece we can say mona lisa but whatever the case we can say that Whoever painted the Mona Lisa picture, that picture is a masterpiece. But let's talk about, um, let's see, um, Einstein, right? The, The theory of relativity is Einstein's masterpiece, right? When we talk about Dr. Carson, the invention of the process to do heart surgery and even separating Siamese twins is the masterpiece of Dr. Carson, right? So a masterpiece is the best work of a craftsman. And we are told that we who are in Christ, we are God's workmanship. We are Christ's workmanship. Just as God crafted, he created the Mona Lisa, which is his masterpiece, He's the, that's the thing that he is known for in the art world it's a lot of work but Mona Lisa is one of his most spoken about work so a masterpiece is your best work now you have to understand that the first Adam was not God's masterpiece <laughs> he was a type and a shadow of God's masterpiece because you see the first Adam Was supposed to be a signal to the new creation. He was not the new creation. He was not going to be the pioneer of a new creation because, just as I said, remember the example I gave about invention and what discovery. Adam discovered, but his discovery was supposed to become a pointer to the to the real. The one that is a creator. Because you see, creators are the ones that are able to pioneer new creations. Adam could not pioneer a new creation. Adam could only facilitate the new creation. So he was blessed with the capacity to carry out the work of the new creation. And God was saying that, whatever you see in this first adam i am going to do it in a much better way now i'm not saying that the first adam was created to fall no i don't believe that that was god's intention but god who he is he knew that there was the possibility for adam to choose to follow his wife and if that happened Creation was going to go back to its corrupt state. It's going to be void, full of darkness, and it was going to be ship, ship, formless. So Adam is a pointer to the real. He is speaking of the, the, the real Adam, the creator, the one who can, who is a progenitor of species. So this second Adam, who is crafted, was crafted, and he was crafted as a living soul living soul now let me conclude by ending tonight with first corinthians chapter 15. let's go to first corinthians chapter 15. now this is to let us know about adam the progenitor of the earth and adam the progenitor of the heavens now there is a real adam he's called the second adam actually right and in the book of first corinthians chapter 15 the apostle paul is trying to introduce us to this concept and he's telling us about the differences of territories, the differences in plains, the differences in realms, and he began he begins to tell about the difference between the species. In the earth, there are two kinds of human species. There is the first species that take their nature after the their living soul, right. And there is the second species of the Adam that take their nature after the living spirit. So remember, the first Adam, who is also a masterpiece, but not God's greatest masterpiece. He is a living soul. He's a living soul. And just as um, we see in verse 45 of First Corinthians 15, Adam is a living being. The last Adam is a life-giving spirit, right? But I I, I talked about the mystery of, it is not the spiritual that is first, but the physical, the natural that is first because of the sin problem. But I don't want to dwell on that. I'm just trying to show us the source of the first Adam. It says in verse 47 that the first Adam is from the earth and he's of the dust. But the second Adam is from heaven. So as the man of the dust, so are those who are of the dust. So if you take your, you take your lineage from the first Adam, who is also a creation of God, you are going to experience the blessing and the trait and the expectation of the first Adam. And the second is a man of heaven so also are those who are of heaven just as we are born the image of the man of dust we also bear the image of the man of heaven so let's just stop there so right now we are talking about image image in the new creation the purpose of the new creation especially the new creation in god is about the adam right now remember the qualities of the adam the adam is crafted or he is purposely molded by God, He's breathed into, He has the breath of God, He has the work of God, he has the spirit of God. right That's the Adam. So the Adam is a workmanship of God and he possesses the breath of God, the spirit of God. But this Adam is not a true work or the true masterwork of God because he's created from the dust. Now remember, the the law of the earth, there is something called the law of the earth and the law of heaven. The law of the earth requires that whatever is born in the earth, it must have a beginning and it must have an end. That's not how God created it in the beginning. No, it only came because of sin. In the beginning, the purpose of God was to create something that has a beginning and did not have an end, right? Right? But, one of the things we know about this first Adam was that he was created with a beginning and an end. The first as Adam, the law of the earth requires that whatever is created in the earth must die. How do I know this? Now, the Bible says that when God put the man in the garden, there was the tree of life, right? And when man ate the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, they said that let us drive him out, so that lest he eats the tree of life and live forever. So it means that when Adam was created, he did not have the ability to live forever. So he himself did not have the ability to sustain life. The Adam did not have the ability to sustain life. It is important that we remember this because we are talking about the new creation. This second Adam, which is Christ, he has the ability to sustain life. The second Adam has the ability to Jesus himself said it. John 5 verse 26. He said that, for the father has life in himself, so, so has he granted the son to have life in himself. So you know that in the first Adam, the reason why I'm saying that the first Adam is not God's masterpiece, because the first Adam did not embody the true picture that God wanted to give. So the first man is of the earth he's created he has the breath of god but he's a man of the dust so the law of the earth has implications on him so the law of the earth is that whatever is born in the earth must die but you see the second adam he has life in himself just like the father what does it mean for the father to have life in himself the life that god carries is called the undying life and it is the son who has this same quality, the undying life? And he is the second Adam. Now, let me just sum this up. Tonight is just introduction. So that on Thursday, when we begin to run, we know that we have laid the foundation. I'm going to pick it from the top. Genesis chapter 1 verse 1. God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless, it was void, and it was dark. And the Bible says that the spirit hoovered now remember the ruach the spirit is the ruach the spirit is the one that gives life the the spirit is the life-giving spirit right so the spirit is the one that quickens he's the one that brings to life so when the earth and the heavens were created and it was formless shapeless and empty and the spirit of god started moving introduced species he introduced the new creation now remember all these new things that God created. The Bible said that God saw it and it was good. God saw it and it was good. Everything He created, He saw that it was good. But after all these things, He saw that the, the creation that I have, the, the things that I have put in place, uh, it needs a manager I, and I need somebody with my qualities. Somebody who who can think like I think, somebody who can be creative like I'm creative, somebody who can make decisions like I make decisions, somebody who can make choices like I make choices. So he said that let us make man. Now let us make man. The man that God made was called the man Adam. Now Adam had the nature of God the nature of god is that whoever is born of god is identified as the son of god now when i say son i'm I'm not saying son in neglect of a daughter no i'm using son man in generic terms as the bible uses in this context so that when he says man you realize that um it, it speaks of the male and the female, and when even in Genesis chapter two, when you read, you realize that the Adam is also male and female. So God created a species called the Adam, and this Adam was crafted. Right? It was made of the earth. Now we say that in the creation, uh, the person who is able to invent. He is the master of the creation the person who discovers the invention he is not a man's master but a manager of the creation And so this Adam who was made was made to discover the creation he was not made to invent the creation we haven't read anywhere in the Bible that Adam created life for anything adam did not create any new species adam did not create any new trees uh, uh, oh. adam did not create any new animals what god the inventor the master of the creation had created he appointed this manager and so he brought it to him and said that exert your authority over it i am delegating authority authority to you to be able to be a steward of my creation and the, the way i let you know and i let the creation know that i have appointed you the adam as the steward of creation is that i am giving you the privilege of naming the creation and so this adam named the creation to let the creation know that I am in charge of you because the father has given me the privileged position or the delegatory power to be a ruler of you this Adam he is not created like all the other species because we found out that everything that God created he created according to its kind and according to its nature but when it came to the kind of man that God created, God had to do it in His image and in His likeness. And so, Luke chapter three verse thirty-eight, Luke three thirty-eight tells us that when Luke is talking about the genealogy from which the Christ descended from, he is showing us that the Christ, who is the son of David, descended from the Adam. And that is why in first Corinthians 15 verse 46 we read that it is the natural that comes first because of the story that god wanted to tell and so this adam we are we are seeing in luke three thirty eight 38 that he is the son of god if we are what uh, when we read a uh, epistle of john he says that Whatever is born of God can sin. Because remember, God, Then the, the greatest quality of God is his holiness. God is holy. So uh, whatever is born of him has that nature, a holy nature. The holy nature is a gift of the spirit. Uh, we've talked about how holiness is passed on. So if you haven't listened, you can go back and listen to the uncommon lifestyle or the uncommon series and you're going to know about how holiness is passed on to people or to things and so this adam who was specially crafted from the earth who has the breath of god or the spirit of god in him and because of that he has what we call the animated life the animated life binds creation to the law of the earth The law of the earth is that whatever that is born of the earth must necessarily die. We know that Adam, even though he had the breath of God in him, he was not an immortal being. He was a mortal being. He had a finite life. Because in Genesis chapter 3, when he is driven out of the garden, we are told that the Lord puts the cherub and the f- 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 uh, flaming sword of fire to protect the tree of life, lest Adam eat and lay forever. So we know that Adam was not an immortal being. He was someone who was meant to die. Now, in his creation, he is a picture of the true Adam that God wanted to show us. This true Adam is the true Adam that we discover in what we call the New Testament. And in this New Testament, we are told in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, that if we find ourselves in this new Adam, we have been created according to the species of the new Adam. Now, remember, the first Adam is a finite being. He's a mortal being. He's a man of the earth. But First Corinthians 15 tells us that the second Adam is an immortal being. He's a man from heaven heaven and because of that he has the undying life and just as we saw in john's gospel chapter 5 verse 26 jesus said that just as the father has life in himself so he has given the son that is he jesus the second adam the true commandship of god you have to understand that jesus is the true workmanship of god and so what god did was that he said that just as the father has life in himself i also have life in myself and so the christ who is god's masterpiece came to show us how to become god's masterpiece and he's saying that the only way we can be god's masterpiece is when we allow ourselves to be recreated in him now remember when we are talking about recreation we are not talking about reincarnation we are talking about regeneration of the spirit the renewal of the spirit It is redoing just like in genesis the thing exists but there is no life in it so the spirit comes to introduce life to it and the the, the only being that has the ability the capacity and and, and the right to give life the second, Adam. and this is the of the Bible. This is the story of the temple. Now on Thursday, I'm going to show how the temple it echoes these principles of the new creation. The purpose of the Adam was a new creation, a new creation called the sons of God, called the children of God, called the holy ones of God. This 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 new creation can only be crafted in christ and that is why when they say that when you come to christ when you are a new creation what the bible is literally saying is this if you become born again you don't have the life of the first adam now remember you need the life of the first adam in order to be able to receive the life of the second adam it is it is not tricky it is the. it is the law of the earth you have to be born into the earth to live in the earth so that is first Corinthians fifteen forty six. the natural comes first not the spiritual so you cannot tell me that you are invincible and you are born again born again is only a privilege of the dwellers of the earth And not to every species, but to the species called man, or the species that come out of the Adam. So in this new creation in Christ, you have the life of God. Now remember, so just as the the son has life in himself, just like the father has life in himself. When this son gives birth to you, what he does is he gives you his life and this is how he gives us his life he becomes the spirit that comes to dwell in us they are born of the spirit they are not born of the, of, of flesh and blood they are not born of the spirit just like the christ was conceived by the spirit and born of the spirit in the, this new life we are conceived by the spirit and we are born by the spirit and we are not born in the nature of the first Adam. Now remember, the, the first Adam was created a full man. We, we don't want to get into that. But this, this second Adam is born by the Spirit. He was not molded from the earth. He was conceived by the Spirit. So you and I who are born again, we are conceived by the Spirit. We are birthed by the Spirit. We are birthed in the nature of Christ. The nature of Christ is the nature of Christ. The nature of Christ is Ephesians chapter 4, verses 23 to 24. If you understand this, your prayer life will change, your Bible study will change. Your ability to live, make decisions for God unashamedly, it it will be settled. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 23 and 24. And to be renewed in the spirit of your mind and to put on the new self created after the likeness of god in true righteousness and holiness now this is what it means to be born again that what you have been renewed by the spirit now remember your mind is the same your body is the same body your soul is the same soul but what has happened is that in the spirit a new life has been birthed and this life, we, you have to learn to wear it. You have to learn to put it on. It is created in the true likeness of God. This new life, it is created in the true image of God. The true image of God is the image of righteousness and holiness. It is the reason for your confidence before God. It is the reason why when you pray, you know that your prayers are answered. It is the reason why when you when you, you go about doing the work of god you are you are not afraid of demons because what you have is the very life of god is the undying life satan cannot kill you now don't get me wrong when i say satan cannot kill you man can kill you the apostles died in very um very unpleasant ways they, they, some were sewn in two somewhere had their heads cut off some were 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 skinned alive um, some were burnt to death so don't get me wrong when i say that you cannot die you can actually die but what what with well, the life that you have is the undying life you see the moment they they, they they kill this dust the one that is connected to the first adam what they do is that They they, they allow you to enter into the fullness of the promise of the new Adam. And that is the the celestial body. That is the, the glorious body. The one that we anticipate to wear when the one to whom we have pledged our allegiance appears. And so just like the disciples were not afraid to Stand for him to die for him. They understood that in the new creation. Man don't. Man doesn't have the authority to decide where they spend their eternity. Their eternity is resolved. The issue of where they are spending eternity is resolved. To die is to be present before the Lord. To die in the flesh is to be present before the Lord. But it is not only that. There are other privileges. I am able to think like God. I am able to imagine like God. I am able to function like God. Uh, I am able to do the things that he is able to do. In fact, Jesus said that uh, I am going and, and the things that I do, you will do greater works than these greater works means that we are going to be the perpetrators and also the ones who are the 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 the, the kingdom ambassadors that spread the message of the true king jesus christ the one who has pioneered a new life the life that satan does not have power over that is the life that we have that is the new creation it is the picture painted for us in genesis in the in 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 the old life there is darkness there is hopelessness there is ignorance there is powerlessness there is no glory but in this new life there is glory there is hope There is light there is a ship there is a beauty there is something to look forward to that is the new you have to be excited that you are a believer you have to be excited you see david prayed a prayer that i believe that many of us don't understand he said that restore to me the joy of your salvation psalm 57. restore to me the joy of your salvation you see if you don't understand the new creation you don't understand the joy of salvation in the book of colossians He says that he has translated us from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of His dear son if you don't understand the new creation you don't understand what Christ has achieved for you and I uh, if, if you don't understand the new creation you don't understand what it means in first corinthians chapter three when He says that our body is the temple of the spirit. It, it, you don't understand what it means in First Corinthians chapter 6 when he says that, don't you know that you do not belong to yourself, that you have been bought at a price, you have been ransomed, and now that your body belongs to God. I am literally God-owned. If I am God-owned, why should I be worried about witches? If witches can destroy what God owns, then it means that God is irresponsible. It means that God is not caring. God, if, if I am truly God's property, how, how can he neglect me and tell me oh, oops? No, he cannot do that. I am his son. In the new creation if you if you don't understand the new creation you don't understand what it means to be a son of god you are the one that bears the image of god the likeness of god you are the one that has the true self of god you carry the true emotions of god the true spirit of god the true wonders of god it is in the new creation and also hmm, I see sparks of light I see sparks of light the joy of creation is the joy of the new creation you see when the Bible says that the creation awaits for the manifestations of the Son of God they, they are saying that the creation is eagerly awaiting for those who have been born again the new creation the people who have the ability the power the mandates the authorization to set the creation free from the bondage that it has been subjected to if if you don't understand the new creation you don't understand the power that you carry ephesians chapter one he says that that we will know the exceeding greatness of the power that is at work in us that undying life that was able to raise jesus from the dead i pray that this evening i I pray that i have spoken i pray that it is not confusing i pray that I pray that you will understand it. I pray that it will become clear to you that you are God's masterpiece because you were created and fashioned in the true Adam, the one who has the undying light, the one who has the true glory, the one who has the true power, the one who has the true honor, the one who has the true wealth, the one who has the true majesty, the one who has the true beauty. I pray that you will understand that what you and I are in Christ is a species after God kind, a God kind of species possessing the qualities of god the nature of god even righteous it is not hard for you living a holy life it is not hard for you that is your natural estate doing good is your natural estate living the holy life is your natural estate you don't struggle to be righteous it is who you are it is What you have been made, what you have been created from is a material called righteousness and holiness. You cannot be created from a material called righteousness and holiness and say that I don't know how to be holy, I don't know how to be righteous. It is your nature. Who taught the baby how to ask for food? Who taught the baby that your food is in your mother's breast? By nature, they know. By nature, you know how to live right. By nature, you know how to pray. You don't struggle to pray. By nature, you know how to stay up. It is in you. It is your nature. It is yourself. I pray that tonight you will see it. And you allow the Holy Spirit to communicate to the spirit of your mind. To let you know that. You know, some of us, we have created setting rooms for us that is not new creation as for me i can't pray as for me it's hard for me to read the bible and understand as for me i don't know how to be holy no if you are born again you know how it is you jesus is called knowledge jesus is called wisdom Jesus is called understanding. You have been crafted out of that material. You have been made out of the, the, the seven spirits that stand in the presence of God. The new creation is fashioned by the spirit that stands in his presence, the true spirit. that is why whatsoever you do prospers because wisdom is at work in you naturally because his blessing is upon you naturally because the new creation is called the blessed creation (laughs) it is the creation without corruption you cannot be defeated you cannot be disappointed because you dwell in heaven you dwell where the second adam dwells you are a citizen of heaven you are not hopeless your future is not gloomy your future is glorious these are not the plans i have for my new creation your are plans to give them a future your plan as a creation is a future you are not hopeless. You are not hopeless. This is I prayed for somebody. I pray that you begin to walk in the realms of the enlightenment of the new creation. I pray that you begin to see the handiwork of God all over your life. I pray that you begin to see God's masterpiece in display in your life with the conviction and the knowledge that you are you, 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 you you are the new creation. you are the child of God you are the begotten of the father you are the begotten of the spirit you were created light out of darkness. Read Genesis chapter 1, verse 3. He said, and God created the light from the darkness. As the new creation, you have been created from the darkness. And so when you read Psalm 139, he said that even in the darkness, you are light about me. What I am is light. What you are is light. So even in the thick darkness, light has been birthed. That is what you are of the world, the salt of the earth, the new creation. You are the one that gives shape to the earth, shift to society, shift to communities, shift to business, shift to the organization, shift to the church. You, you, you are that one. You are the one that fills the earth with his glory, the knowledge of his glory. You are the one that manifests it to the creation. And so wherever you go, you are an agent of life. You are an agent of heaven, an ambassador with full honours, backed by the government of heaven. You are never alone. His angels are with you. Just as his angels are with him, so they are with you i pray for you tonight that you begin to experience the blessedness of the new creation and that the blessedness of the new creation will begin to shine forth in all that you do especially in your thinking in your imaginations and in your dreams may you begin to see what god sees think what god thinks Know what God knows and do what God does. I pray for you and I tonight that we will walk in this realm of light, the realm of life, the realm of true glory, the realm of true peace, the realm of true joy, the realm of true fulfillment to the praise of God. The Lord bless you, the Lord keep you, the Lord cause his face to shine on you. Be gracious. God bless you for listening. Maranatha, the Lord comes.